the icons of real estate podcast are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents ready to skyrocket your business this podcast is for you tune in every week and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business from three million dollars to 30 million dollars in just 12 months brought to you by the masters in real estate marketing ardor seo Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Callaway. We have a very special guest for you today from the Northern Virginia, Maryland, and Washington, D.C. area with the J. Walden Home Group. I've got Anthony Jones, Jr. Anthony, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and thanks so much for being on the program today. I'm going to ask you the same question that I ask everybody else, so you're not going to get left off the hook on this one. Would you... Uh, <laughs> Were you a, a child of five years old tugging on your pant, uh, your parents' pants leg saying, hey, mom, dad, how do I become a realtor? Or are you like the rest of us where we kind of fell back into it? Uh, Yeah, I just fell back into it. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did that happen? How did you get into real estate overall? Was there a mentor or did you, you know, was there somebody you met? Where's the, what's the story on that? Sure, sure. So I'll say... When I growing up, I never was really too big on like, I want to be a certain thing mm -hmm. outside of, uh, I did want to play professional basketball, but I'm 5'10 okay. and it's hard to guard twos at 5'10, right? I used to play shooting guard. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so once I realized that uh, I wasn't going to achieve my basketball dreams, I didn't really have a whole lot of like, I would love to be a lawyer, a dentist or anything, right? I just knew that I wanted to make uh, decent money and have a comfortable life, right? Right. But I didn't, I didn't think about real estate at that time. So I, I went and did something because my mother said so. I went, I got a paralegal uh, degree or pre-law degree. I did that for a little bit. And then it was like the rat race up and down, 95, fighting traffic. And, and, right. and then I had another job after that. And then uh, one day, my, and so my buddy sold me a house in 2007. So he was a real estate agent or still is. And he kept saying, hey, man, you need to come get in real estate. He was always in my ear about it. And I would just ignore him, like, man, I don't want to do that stuff. I see you fighting with people. That's crazy. I'm not going to do that. And then right. uh, one day at my uh, quote unquote dead end job, at least that's how I saw it. I said, I'm never going to be able to get that comfortable, whatever, or freedom in my life doing this. Right. Right. And then I said, I don't want to go back to school because then I'll go back to school and I'll get a higher level degree. And it'll put me in my mind, it'll put me back in it like a box. Right. Like, hey, right. go here and make 120 grand and like work these blocks or whatever. And right. so I said, hey, and I called up my buddy and said, hey, you know what? You've been trying to get me to do it for three years. I think I want to try it. And so I got in and, you know, kind of the, the rest is history from there. That's nice, man. That's a good story. And it's nice to have connections like that. You know, people put you in the right place and, you know, and kind of kind of set you along and did it at your pace. So we so we we know how you got into the business. Uh, tell us about today. Are you a solopreneur uh, or are you on a team? How did you go about putting that team together? Sure. So uh, currently I, I have a team that runs in DC, Maryland, and Virginia, and it's about it's uh, four of us, four agents, one admin. Okay. And, and uh, they're kind of starting out. Some of them are they're newer, so they're trying to get their uh, the ball rolling. I guess most people want to know. You know, like, how do you put a team together? And, how, and how, Anthony, how do you, how did you put your team together? How did you find them? How did you vet them? 
were they realtors? And you've already kind of talked about, you know, who's who, but you know, how did, how did you find your team and how did you put them together? Sure. So I originally started with just kind of snatching people who were in my office at the time. Okay. And, uh, and I didn't really have a real vetting process. I'll be honest. It was kind of like, Oh, you seem nice. Then you like do something. And then it was like, okay. And then we like work from there. Right. Um, and then uh, at Keller Williams, where I used to be, we had a process called, uh, it's, uh, I think it's KPA, Keller Personality Assessment. Yeah, that's what it okay. is. And so it had a series of assessments and like a, a training process and it had like a two-step recruiting process. So I, I pretty much took that and just did it by the book. And it had a disc assessment involved as well. So there was actually two assessments. So we would do those assessments. I would ask a lot of questions. And I had my own personal core values. And I, I didn't make that up. Obviously, I got that from someone else um, that was coaching me. And I would just, just make sure they at least fit in those core value spaces. And then right. just kind of went from there. Yeah. Good. That's, you know what? And you said, you know, you, you said uh, you, you didn't have a real system at first. It was just like picking people from your office that, that were nice, you know? Right. So, sometimes that's a big part of it, right? I mean, if, if, if your team isn't nice, uh, maybe they're good, but if you don't want them on the bus with you, you know, as you travel down this journey, you know, I'm kicking them off. You know, I just, it's not, not people I want to work with. So it, it, it's funny, not haha funny, but ironic right. funny is nicety, I think is important, right? I mean, it, it, it's, it's something that we all want to have uh, in our relationships, so I definitely with you on that one. Well, before I get into the future and we start talking about, you know, what's in store for your future, sure. let's talk about the area that you work. Uh, as a lot of my listeners know, I from that area, I lived on the East Coast a lot of my life, graduated high school in Maryland. Um, tell me about the areas that you work, the areas of Maryland you work uh, in Northern Virginia. Uh, you know, what's it like up there? And for those who don't know. Sure. So we, uh, Maryland, we work as far, I guess that's northeast, northeast okay. of about like a little over top of Bowie, I think it's Odenton, and okay. then as far uh, northwest as about really the probably like that Bethesda line, but obviously yeah. Bethesda is a, a high-priced area, so if someone says I'm begging to go in, like you wouldn't say no, right? <laughs> I'm not going to take your money. No. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want a $800,000, like, right. so, like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Forget about it. Yeah, we'll yeah. refer that out. Yeah, like, um, and it, it doesn't take long for me. So I live in Manassas, Virginia. Okay. So even like my team members, like one of them is in, and she's in Bowie, Maryland. It doesn't take either one of us any real time to get to uh, to like Bethesda, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, sure. So as far as like uh, Virginia, we we work all the way up from Arlington and like uh, Vienna, all the way as far as south as Fredericksburg. Once you get south of Fredericksburg, it's it's pretty much kind of a no for us. Okay. And then, uh, of course, we do D.C. because that's obviously in between uh, yeah. those two areas. Yeah. You have to. That's where things slow down a little bit as far as traffic goes. I know that. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Believe it or not, I used to give tours in, in D.C. Uh, when, I, <laughs> when I was a very young man. All my other friends' dads worked in D.C. Nope, I had to give tours in D.C., but that's okay. Uh, learned a lot. But uh, tell me about the differences between, say, Manassas and, you know, uh, D.C. and Maryland. Are there any big differences or, or are they pretty much very similar and more, uh, you know, offshoots or suburbs of, of the Baltimore, D.C. area? Uh, there's some slight differences. Normally in like certain parts of like 
DC, like you get like kind of like close to Georgetown, which is kind of like Northwest mm -hmm. and then kind of a little bit below that um, or a little south of that. You have people who kind of like want more of the, the party life. They want to be able to walk out. Everything needs to be walkable, even, yes. if, even if they have a car. Um, you have like the shops and stuff and like people are more into like that, that New York, uh, like, like LA life, life lifestyle. Right. And when you and you get a lot less space when you buy stuff for a, a much higher price. And so you're buying like kind of like lifestyle. And then right. some parts of uh, northern uh, Virginia, like like our uh, old town, Alexandria, you'll have that kind of too. Where it's more like about lifestyle and, and what have you. And it's easier to get uh, access to where most people work, which is somewhere in the D.C., real far north part of, uh, of uh, Virginia. So you'll have that, and then as you start to go south, either way, if you go or, or, or north. So if you go south in Virginia, you're going to start to see the suburbs, the families commuting, a lot more land, a lot more community. You won't like my where I live right now. I live in like a fairly large, uh, fairly large community. You're not going to see a lot of people like walking to a store because the store is like just like too far, right? Um, right. Maybe people out here like walking with their their kids in a, like a, a stroller or out with their dogs. So it does change to get more suburban as you go further south in uh virginia and then as you go further north before you get to baltimore and some of the other areas it gets a little bit more suburban as well right yeah yeah very nice area though for those who haven't been up there and had the opportunity to to i think everybody in other areas who haven't been there or maybe are preparing to move there or, you know it's just uh it, it's it's a very nice area especially georgetown georgetown's awesome you know? Oh, yeah, it's great. I just think, uh, like, me turning 40 this year, Yeah, I, I would have to visit. I couldn't live there, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not for everybody. I mean, well, let me, not put, let me not put that on there. Manhattan, right? I mean, it's like moving to Manhattan. If you're used to the suburbs, you know, say you live in Dallas, you live in the suburbs, and all of a sudden they go, hey, you're going to work in Manhattan, and they drop you off, and you got to find a, a Brookstone or something, you know, and you're like, I'm not used to walking everywhere when I drove everywhere. It's, I think that's one of the biggest, you know, differences, right? Yeah, I, well, just even at night, like at night, like we uh, we have a main road that's off to the to the right of where I'm pointing to, uh -huh. and you may hear a fire truck here and there at night. Right. Living like there in Georgetown, if you try to go to sleep, like it's gonna be, <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> you got to be up with them, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going through that right now. As a matter of fact, I've been in the same, I live in West Palm Beach, but, but, but the thing is, I'm in, I'm in, I'm down by the, the ocean close to it, you know, like I could walk to it in seven minutes, but it's very loud. And I moved from Arizona where I had it, I would lived way, I lived 13 miles from Interstate 10 from the, from the highway. Mm. Well, I can walk to the highway on the other side of me, you know, I got the, uh, federal highway here and then the big highway uh, right down the street and it is loud like it is it is just constant stuff going on everybody walks everywhere and it was like culture shock you know I was like man I drive like twice a week maybe right as crazy as that sounds you know it's like I don't have to walk anywhere uh, I don't have to drive anywhere but um, yeah it's definitely definitely interesting so let's talk about the future, Anthony. Uh, you know, we talked about how you got started and we talked about, you know, uh, your team and where you're at now, the area a little bit. Let's put on our uh, prognostication hats, if those exist, and sure. just kind of, you know, what's the next one, three, five years look like? 
It's funny that you say that because I've actually, uh, I haven't finished it, but we, uh, me and my wife, we just threw out a seven-year plan. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I would say we want to slowly, because things have kind of changed. I remember back in 2011, 12, you could like pay for like Zillow, even though I never paid Zillow, by the way, but you could pay for an online lead. Yeah. And you could just like hammer it and like close it. Yeah. And it's just so much, uh, there's just so much going on now. It's became like the conversion rates are so much lower. So we've yeah. really been uh, concentrating on organic business mm-hmm. and then investing in real estate and then doing like kind of like other things. Now, I'm not saying we're getting out of real estate. We're not, right? Um, but more of like organic growth where we're, we're, we're uh, constantly locking in with our profit and loss and it's just kind of growing from there. So we, we still have a team and we were organically growing. Uh, we do events, parties, database stuff and what have you. And so the next, uh, I would say the next three to five years, we really want to get big into investing in real estate. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. That's exciting. That's a, that's a, that's the big leap, I guess, you know, kind of where, where it was may have all been focused on retail before where you're actually, you know, kind of putting your money where your mouth is. Right. I mean, right. you're like, okay, it's time to, it's time to, to, to fill our own pockets with long-term plans here. Yeah. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So let me ask you this, Anthony, if I were to, if I were to come up to uh, Virginia, come up to Manassas and meet you for lunch one day, you know, we were just sitting down talking, what, what might be one of the things that other, you know, one of the things that you, one of the hurdles that you always have to kind of get past on a regular basis. And it can't be time. It's always time. Everybody says time. <laughs> I can't create more time. But what 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 are what's one of the other hurdles in your business that you could use help with from time to time? Honestly, and this might even sound a little elementary, but I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. It's uh finding out what people like buyers and sellers, like you know, because we're we're doing that in real estate, what they truly want, trying to get them to uncover. That's probably a, a huge challenge, especially so. I don't know if you people pick it up from this or you'll pick it up. I'm a very like detailed and analytical person. Right. So like one plus one is two, right? Right. So if my doctor, like I went to the doctor the other day, he says, hey, like relax on red meat and do this. And then this will happen. Like, I'm like, I'll just do the thing. Right. And if I don't right. do the thing, I understand the, like the consequence. Right. So if I go back right. to the doctor and he's like, hey, you didn't do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm expecting things to not be the way you want it to look as far as my blood work. And so sometimes talking with buyers and sellers, it's, uh, kind of hard to get them to unpack like what they're trying to do or what's important to them. And I think that's one of my biggest challenges right now. Okay. Yeah. I think that's legit. You know, that's, that's very legitimate. I mean, you know, what, what do people really want? It's time. It's sometimes hard to get that out of folks. You know, they don't even know what they want. Right? Exactly. And you're like, I'm the <laughs> consultant. I'm the professional. You're giving me all this information. I've got to digest it and then come back around and give you what you want. Why don't you just tell me what you want? You know, it's almost a it's almost a joke, right? It's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, down you know, to stuff where like I mean, this was many years ago. I think it was like six or seven years ago. My when I first met my wife, I, I was working with a, a new buyer, a couple, nice couple, and uh, oh, like an offer. We they put an offer out. Long story short, I I sent them a text kind of late at night just to at least relieve them. Like, well, I don't know if it's a relief, but at least let them know like, hey, unfortunately, we didn't get the house right. And I thought that I was doing them uh, like some type of service, like by, by letting them know. And then the next day, the clients, uh, the, the husband's like, hey, we need a new agent. We're like, we're going to move on. And I was like, okay, if you don't mind me asking, like, why? He's like, we, we, we feel like we deserved a call last night. And I'm like, 
it was 10 o'clock at night, you know? Right. <laughs> <Can't wait. laughs> yeah, but you never know what people really want. You no, know? Yeah. no, I, I go through that all the time as well. So you are not alone, my friend. So Anthony, how would someone get in touch with you? Whether, you know, maybe they want to uh, list a home, they want to buy a home, or maybe they even want to look at joining your team. How would they get in touch with you? Uh, the easiest thing to rattle off is probably my Instagram. I know that's probably not the greatest, but uh, it's my name. It's Anthony Jones Jr. And it's like nothing else added to it. So I would say Instagram, if they sent me a message or even like our website, which is a little bit more complicated, but it's the like T-H-E-J, like the, the letter J, Walden, W-A-L-D-E-N, home group. So the J Walden home group right. or uh, our, our main line is uh, 202 I should know it. Uh, 982-5001. Yeah. Hey, how many times do you call yourself? No, I'm exactly. Just... <laughs> yeah. And I always tell my wife, I go, honey, I don't call myself. What's my number? I don't know. You know, <laughs> 30, 30 plus years of marriage, she gets it. Uh, so last question, and this this might be the only one that you might say, hey, Tim, that was a trick question. It's not a trick question, but you, you do have to pause a little bit, possibly. As I said earlier, you're you're the you're the hit record on the DJ spinning it. You've always got something positive in there, you know, share with the, the listening audience, uh, whatever might be on your heart, your mind, your soul that you want to share with others um, and, and take us out on the day. Sure. So I would say new and I don't matter if you're new, been in the business, whatever. Some people already know what to do, but we know that uh, 80 to 88 percent of real estate just fail every every two years to get out of the business. And so I tell people. Focus on things that'll bring in like the actual business and then focus on service. So it's like sales, operations, and then business finance. Like if you can get those three things together, you'll be fine. So like, uh, what do you want to do to bring in traffic, whether it's marketing or prospecting, like record those numbers, like what happens, have good operations, even if it's just a checklist, it could be on Trello and then like do your profit and loss often, like do it a lot. So you don't like look up and be like, oh, we spent you know, $5,000 on Facebook leads and we made like zero right. sales on Facebook. Yeah. It's like, well, something's got to change. <laughs> yeah, something's got to change. Yeah, but you don't want to get to like the end of the year, like some people or the end of the quarter and start looking at me and like, what the heck happened to our money and why don't we have any closings? So, right. yeah. Keep, keep your eye on the, on the prize and keep your eye on your cash. Yeah, and I mean, most people, because they're not willing to prospect at a very like, like sharp type level, work just work on your database. Yeah. Treat, them, treat them like gold. And, you know, reward them, have events. We have, we used to have a lot, before COVID, we used to have a lot of events. Like we had, and we had events for certain people. So we had like three or four events that would just happen that we invite a lot of people to. And then like, our, like, our, like our, I don't know if you ever read the book, uh, I think it's Seven Levels of Communication. Yeah, sure. So like our ambassadors or anyone that was at that, in that level uh, of like referral status, they got invited to like the cream of the uh, crop type of events. So there'll be like a handful of people that like get to come to like a nice dinner, you know, yeah. so on and so forth. Nice. Yeah. I don't. You're not as old as I am, but you may or may not remember this. I, I can't remember what you. Do you remember like the Southwestern Bell or AT and T? Their motto used to be "Reach out and touch someone." Yeah. Yeah, just like that. Just reach yeah. out and touch someone. Yeah, reach out and touch someone and, and and do it on a regular basis. And that sphere will grow, grow, grow and grow. Great advice, Anthony. I love it. Anthony Jones Jr., Jay Walden Group, Maryland, Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia. Thank you so much for being on the program. We really enjoyed it. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you over the next three, six, nine months, see how things are going. 
Okay, I appreciate it, man. It was good being here. Have a great week, Anthony. All right, you do the same. All right. Bye-bye.